Time for our feature presentation. Really excited to bring you some new content today. So we 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 just had a story released in in regards to John Jones. So his testing came out. His testing came out negative for the M3 uh, metabolite that he popped for uh, before the fight. Like I believe it was December 13th or somewhere around that date. That's pretty significant because what the experts have been saying, like Jeff Nowinski on the Jeff Rogan podcast, is that they they believe, they're almost sure that he never, he didn't take anything. He didn't microdose and he didn't take anything. Um, it was more necessarily in his system, in his stored in his fats, and it was pulsating. That's what they called it. They called it a pulsing effect that the metabolite had. That's why at the beginning of the year he popped, and then he didn't, he didn't, 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 and then he popped again right before the fight. So, in 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 my in my initial reaction of UFC 232, I said to leave the man alone. That if if he's not, it, there's a lot of negative attention surrounding him, and we just need to leave it alone. Now, the more that's come out about this, as it's come out, the more my opinion has kind of been you know, swayed a little bit. That's because they have said so much and it just sounds like a bunch of bull to me. It sounds, it just, it doesn't even sound real. Like, I know you guys are listening to this and I know you guys are hearing it. So it'd be nice to, you know, reach out to us on Twitter or, or Facebook and Instagram and let us know what you think. But I I don't understand how they believe that that's what's going to, pull the wool over our eyes and we're going to believe that pulsating really of something that not in your system or stored in your system or whatever. Here's the thing. So John Jones got a reduced sentence because he worked with USADA. He was like an informant for, for USADA, which they offered that to word doom. And I guess he turned it down, but that's another story. So he was, so instead of four years, he got 18 months, almost two years. Now in four years, he's had these issues where he hasn't been able to fight because of his testing. In the past, he's had his issues. We're not talking about that. We're talking about his steroid use or his um, performing enhancement use. There has to be an initial guilt, an initial intake of an illegal substance in order for this to even be in your system. Now, depending on how long ago he took it, Jeff Davinsky said that it could last in your system. There's short-term, mid-term, and long-term. He was so contradicting. He said short-term could be a couple days, a couple weeks. Mid-term could be a couple months. Long-term could be a year, year and a half max or whatever. And Rogan was somewhat calling him out on it. You know, Brandon Schaub touched on it too, but it just sounds like a bunch of bull to me. I don't know what it sounds like to you guys, but man, it sounds like a bunch of bull to me. I don't get how they believe that that's what we're going to, we're going to believe that. I don't get how they believe that we're going to allow them to tell us this and it's going to be true because they give it to you and it sounds, okay, well, maybe, but the more it just sits, for me at least, the more it sat, the more I said, hold on, this doesn't make any sense. And why are they so adamant about not really bringing up the fact that he took something initially in order for this to be in a system? They're kind of not even talking about that. Now he dominated the fight. He's a great fighter. I said that in my last one. He is. He doesn't need this. He doesn't need any kind of performance enhancement. I don't know what he's taking or whatever. Michael Bisbing said this, and he left it at this. He didn't want to call anybody out. 
but this is what he said. He said, I am not one of those guys that reads the back of every single label and is 100% aware of what I take. But what I do take is I buy over the counter, meaning stores, GNCs, Vitamin World, all those places. And he said he's never popped. We'll just leave it at that. So if a man like Michael Bisping is taking all this stuff without even reading it and he's not popping, it goes to show you that that there's got to be someone around John Jones and around his camp that is influencing him to take a certain thing. And maybe that's where microdosing comes in because you don't need the enhancement. He does not need it. He is a beast of an athlete. He is better than the rest. There's no comparing him to anybody else. They handicap him. You can call it a handicap when they say, oh, it's because of his reach. It's because of this. Here's the thing. We all make do with what we got. So if the tools that were blessed to John Jones were uh, a very extensive reach and just the ability to be athletic the way he is, what is he supposed to do? How is that his fault? He uses his tools to his advantage. They become his strengths. That's what you're supposed to do as a fighter. If you're good on the ground, you take the, the fight to the ground. If you're a boxer, you keep the fight standing. If you're a kickboxer, same thing. Why is it the fact that he's got a longer reach than everybody else? People forget that he's a wrestler. So why is it that he's got a longer reach? He's now showing you that he can strike with anybody. And his reach helps him with that. I don't see how people name that as a handicap for him, though. That's what drives me crazy. It's like, okay, he's utilizing what he knows or what he was given. And now you're trying to use that negative towards against them. No, let's talk about the real things. That's not the negative thing. The negative thing is the fact that he's taking something when he doesn't need to. He does not need to take any kind of performance enhancement, substance, supplement, whatever you want to call it. People have pointed out the fact that both his brothers, I guess, have taken steroids and they've popped for it. So they could be influenced. Or maybe they might even have the same guy that they had. But here's the thing. If they are microdosing, fire your guy. Because he obviously sucks. He, You popped right before a fight. You had Dana White change the venue, the, the location, everything about it on such a short notice from Las Vegas to um, the forum in Inglewood. And he says it's because he wanted to make sure these guys fought. Gustafson agreed, which I hope Gustafson, that was leverage for him. So I really do hope Gustafson was like, you know what? You were going to pay me X amount. I want this now. Because at that point, it was on, ball was in his court. It really was. So I hope that he took advantage of that. But you move it, and it's a, the Nevada Athletic Commission doesn't have time to vet this issue out because they're, it's too close to Christmas. They're probably out of the state. They're on vacation, whatever. I get that. You moved to California because California Athletic Commission is familiar with what John Jones popped for in the past, and they can vouch that that whatever is being said is is true. Now, a lot of ex fighters and fighters are are criticizing. Um, what am I? How do I? How do I word this? They are, for lack of a better word. They don't trust what Jeff Nowinski is saying, and they're saying that his credibility has has now been shot. You have a guy who works for the UFC, which a lot of people think he works for USADA or worked for USADA. That was never the case. He was um, an internal, no, I'm sorry. He was an investigator for some kind of, I think for the IRS, I want to say, or something like that. 
but he was he was like a detective, like an investigator, like legit would go in and you know they they there's stories about him and Conte at the Balco, um, uh, the facility where they went in and they checked everything. That's how they caught that. You know, well they have the proof that um, Jones from the Olympics, um, popped. She popped because she was she was you know the sprinter, um, who uh what's his name uh, Lance Armstrong popped and a couple other people in the Olympics, but. That's where that all came in. So he's got a resume of knowing this stuff. And he was never, he, he was just an investigator. And then he got more familiar with this stuff. And then now he works with the UFC as, I don't even know, an advisor or whatever. He's supposed to be the lead guy that catches this stuff. Is he in with? Is he in bed with the enemy? That's what a lot of people would say. He's just being paid to do his job. Now his credibility shot because he was a part of that job comes with making sure the company moves forward in their plans. making sure the brand is not tarnished. So he went out and he had to put his credibility on the line and it sounded terrible. The, if you know nothing about it, like I was not aware, it sounded okay, well maybe. The more you let it sit and the more you really think about it, the more you are like, are you kidding me? This is the crap they expect us to believe? I know he didn't pop. Microdosing could have been in effect. That's something he could have done. This whole pulsating thing, I don't really believe it. And the re- you know, so let me give a little bit more background. Maybe I, I, if you guys aren't aware, the reason why I don't believe it is because there's only been one study of this. One. That's all we have to reference. There was an individual who took stuff and tested himself. And that's how we have this study of microdosing. He's the one that saw that it would pulse. But that's his body. And I think the longest it pulsed was like less than a year, a year about a year. This effect on John Jones is still pulsed. It's almost a year and a half or a little over. So it doesn't make any sense to me. The more I started seeing the thing, I was like, oh, well, you know, I don't really understand it. I don't get it. But it sounds like a bunch of bull. Sounds like a bunch of baloney, folks. I don't know about you guys, but. You know, I'm I'm trying to uh I'm trying to stay woke with the sports. I'm trying to make sure I don't buy into the crap that they feed us. Now, am I glad the event happened? Oh yeah, did I watch it? Of course. I watched Amanda Nunez destroy Chris Cyborg giving her, her first loss in like twelve or thirteen years. Knocking her out for the first time in her career. And I mean she did it in fashion. We gotta start talking more about Amanda Nunez. All this negative Attention from 232 was focused on John Jones. I get the venue was moved because of him. I get that pay was, you know, was fluctuating for a lot of different fighters because of him. So your bread was, your bread was messed up a little bit because of everything that happened last minute. At the end of the day, they made it happen. You still made some money. So you didn't train for nothing. You didn't prepare for nothing. You didn't put your body through the weight cut for nothing. You still fought. And man, did we see some good fights. Nunez, absolutely monstrous. Corey Anderson got back in the winning, winning column. I'm sorry, I, I keep saying that. He's been on a winning streak. I should apologize, right? He's been on a winning streak. It's just early in his career, he dropped a couple losses to some good guys. So that's why it's hard for me to take him serious. But he beat, I think Corey was like ranked number 10 or somewhere up there. And Latifi was number five. And he beat Latifi, Latifi in decision. So that was, that was a big win for him. I believe it was decision. Jeez, I don't even remember anymore. If it wasn't decision, he definitely won in the later rounds. 
And then you had Amanda Nunez that just came in and destroyed Chris Cyborg. Destroyed her. It wasn't even, man. The will, the, the, how do I? I got to give credit to Chris Cyborg because you can tell as a fight, her fighter instinct, she got dropped pretty quickly. I think it was 51 seconds that it ended. But she got dropped pretty quickly. Her instinctive nature was to get up and keep banging. Just keep banging. She kept moving forward. Not saying that was the right move to do. But she was just moving forward. She was banging. She kept getting caught and then she got dropped. It's not funny, but when you think about it, everybody just thought that Amanda Nunez was going to get destroyed. She was the underdog. She moved up in weight. Amanda Nunez didn't look in shape. She was not fat, like I said in my last one, by any means. She just wasn't what we're used to seeing. But oh my gosh, was that punching power still there. Amanda Nunez is a dangerous individual. I I would like to see, and I'm going to make a correction because I want to say I'd like to see her fight Shevchenko again. It would be part three. In my last one, I said part two. I was wrong. I forgot they fought earlier before they were both title contenders. They fought and Nunez won a decision. Now, I still believe that uh, Shevchenko won the last fight. I still believe that she could be a powerhouse at 135. I just think that the bread was right and Dana pitched it to where we need a 125 star because let's be honest. Jojenskin was not going to hold that for too long. She's too skinny. She needs to fight at 115. She needs to stop running away from her from her loss and and get back on the winning column. She needs to go after Doug, Doug Rose. She's a dangerous woman too. She hasn't fought in a while, but she's going to be fighting in Brazil. Um, and so that, that should be very interesting. But she they needed a 125 fighter. That's why Shevchenko went up. Okay. I'm okay with that. But now you can make... You've been making these, what you, you know, quote unquote, super fights, double champ fights. You can do champ versus champion again with Shevchenko and Nunez. I'm sure they'd both be willing. I know there's a talk about a rematch with her and Cyborg. Do you guys want to see that? I almost don't. The fight's going to go the same. The fight is going to go the same. Cyborg is not going to take her down. Cyborg's going to continue to try to bang, and she's going to continue to get caught. It's just the way it is. Amanda Nunez is, is deadly. She is too technical. She is just pinpoint accurate with her strikes. Unbelievable. She stood there. She was against the cage and stood in front of the fire, faced it head on while the flurry was coming from Cyborg and her punches were coming. She was just moving, uh, uh, slightly, bam, bam, and then whoop, whoop, and bam, dropped her. Tink, 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 you know, and she just kept dropping her. So to me, it's it wouldn't be an entertaining fight. Uh, it would be it would be fun to see her and Holly Holm. I'm I'm only biased on that though because Holly Holm is you know I like Holly, but I I believe that she's just she she here's the thing about Holly, she takes all any fight presented to her. I shouldn't say that. She takes the big fights, even if it's a stylistic nightmare. Like hey, this person's up next. You want to fight him? I'll fight him. This person, I'll fight him. Hey. We're thinking about 145, I'll fight her. And that's what she does. That's why she's had a couple bad losses. She needs to get, you know, I think she's getting back into the flow of things. She definitely needs to be less predictable. You know, she's been good throughout the years, but this whole punch, punch, kick thing needs to stop. Her and Carlos, you know, they're facing the same thing. So you guys just need to calm down with that kind of stuff. Be unpredictable again because you're deadly. And I keep hearing about Holly. They're like, oh, she's not really doesn't have punching power. She's more of a kicker. She was a boxer, ladies and gentlemen, a world champion 
championship boxer. She held titles. Yeah, her legs are bigger and they're stronger, so she catches you. Boom. If she catches you with a punch, you're going to drop too. The thing with Holly is that she's not good on the ground at all. So you can tell that with her punches, she's a little worried of someone, you know, shooting at her. Because if you remember, if you ever saw her box, she is deadly with her hands. So cut that out. I don't want to hear that she's, she can't, she doesn't have knockout power. Cut that out. Moving forward. Holly and Nunez would be a good fight. I don't think Holly's in the contention. I don't see who Nunez would fight next. If it's not Shashenko, I don't see who. You had a couple of girls up and comers, but come on, let's be real. There is nobody on the level of Amanda Nunez. If anyone's going to have a chance to beat her, I, in my opinion, is I think it's Shashenko. Now, there, you might not make that fight. You might not make that fight because there's a possibility that you don't want her to lose, which I understand. If, if she loses, she loses all that credibility. She just knocked out Cyber while this stuff, so she's coming off big. You can make her a superstar, which you are in need of, and maybe you don't do it for that reason. You don't risk it. But Amanda Nunez will fight anybody. She knows that she's a one bad mother. I'll tell you right now. And so, to me, make the fight with Shushenko. Went off a little bit. Sorry, let's go back to uh, to John Jones because this is what we're, that we started with. Again, positive. Our, our, he came out negative for the testing. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how he's going to be tested. He's already studying uh, Smith. They're talking about the possibility of Smith. There's rumors that Rumble Johnson's coming back. So that we wanted to see that fight a long time ago, but that was before Cormier handled uh rumble twice do we want to see jones and cormier i really don't honestly everyone says get your revenge or you know get your belt back and all this other stuff but if i'm being honest i don't really want to see that i know where how it's going to go jones is going to win and what that would do mentally to cormier what that would do to his possible legacy he's been too important to the sport while the light heavyweight division wasn't where it was at one point. So I don't think you do that to him. Keep him at heavyweight. Let him fight Miocic. It doesn't look like he's fighting Lesnar. So let him fight Miocic. And then I would say, you know, stick to the plan of retiring in March. There's a possibility he might fight three more times is what his manager was saying. Just the will that he has, how he wants to fight. But depending on how your fights go and how the cards line up, that's something you should really stick with or evaluate, I should say. Because... You don't want to take a bad fight. Take it from Holly. And I don't mean to pick on Holly at all. Again, Albuquerque's got a lot of love for Holly Holm. Just at this point in your career, for Cormier, I'm not saying for Holly, at this point in your career for Cormier, since he's on his way out, he's got one foot in, one foot out, he's already locked in as a commentator. He's a good commentator at that, so he's going to be locked in as a color commentator. Pick smartly on who you want to choose to fight. That's all I'm saying. So. As far as where we go from here, we got a couple of USC events. Um, we'll keep you posted as they go on. I just wanted to give you guys a quick update on uh, John Jones and his test and his test coming back positive. Uh, I'm sorry. I keep saying that. His test coming out negative for nothing. Tell me what you think about the whole pulsating thing. Uh, give me your opinions. Love to hear what you guys are thinking. Um, appreciate everything. Appreciate all the love. Uh, you know, we, keep, we drop episodes every week, so keep a lookout for that. If you... Subscribe through Google Podcasts or Google Music. Um, it, I, 
you can subscribe and it'll send you notifications. SoundCloud doesn't really do that. Uh, I'm not sure why. So we're on Stitcher now also, CastBox. So those things you can subscribe to send you notifications. So, you know, give us a, give us a listen. Give us some some feedback. We're really interested in what you guys are, are thinking. Uh, thank you guys again for all the love and support. We really do appreciate it. And we'll talk to you guys again soon. On behalf of the Culture Punch podcast team, I'd like to thank you for tuning into this episode. Go check us out on social media, Facebook at Culture Punch Podcast, Twitter at Culture underscore Punch, Instagram at Culture Punch Podcast. Give us your feedback, your thoughts, what you want to listen to. Give us a follow, a like. We really do appreciate it. Thank you. 